0: hey power fam welcome to episode one of the superpower your brand podcast in this episode i go over the reasons to fire your graphic designer and things a professional designer should be providing you with or letting you know while working with them so have a listen and let me know what you think And don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, and share with your friends on your favorite podcast platform.
1: Fire your graphic designer if they don't do these things. Lately, I've been working with a publishing company and with my own clients as well. And with the publishing company, I have the opportunity to work with a lot of different type of clients, a lot of different type of clients in different industries all over the country. And one common thing I've noticed is that their branding is really lacking. They, I've seen low resolution photos and logos. I've seen... Logos that are that look like they were made in Microsoft Paint, and even when I ask if they did if they designed the logo themselves, they said no. Someone did it for me. It's like oh, okay. Um, Logos that are not given in the proper format that I kind of know for a fact were professionally professionally done, so they should have been given the right in the proper format, and things of that nature. So basically. There's, the thing that I've come come across is, there are a lot of designers out there who just really don't know what they're talking about. I know there are a lot of designers out, I, I've come across a lot of designers who think just because they know Photoshop, that they're a graphic designer. No, I know I've come across um, designers, um, people who believe that just because they could put a couple of club flyers together and make them look decent, that they're a graphic designer. No not eat not not that either I know people who will charge fifty dollars 25 50 even just a hundred dollars for a logo and if you're charging that much I know for a fact that you are not doing that you're not taking the time to research your client your compete their competition and their industry properly because why would you do why would you do all that work and only charge a hundred dollars for it? so that's another issue for another day. I am just going to go into the basic things that you should ask your graphic designer. If your designer is not me, because I would already tell you, I would already give this information to you in our consultation. But basically things that you need to do in order or questions, basically only use in one way. So the first thing you need to ask your graphic designer is if they're doing a logo design for you is what files will I get my final logo design in? And these are the things that you should at least get. You should at least get a PNG. If that's all they give you, in all honesty, that's kind of fine. But I mean that's okay, but not great. As I but if they at least give you a PNG, you're doing better than most. Um, but the three things that they should at least give you, they should at least give you a PNG, a JPEG and a EPS. There are a couple of you out there that I've seen that are clients of mine. And you guys know that I give you guys that when I give you guys your final logo file, I give it to you in full color and in grayscale and in one color, if you ask for it. Um, and I give you a PNG, I give you a PNG, a jpeg and an eps and i also tell you the best file for i was like the best times to use those different file formats usually the basic information is a jpeg is best used for web if it's going to be on your if it's going to be on your website on a white background if it's going to be used on face if it's going to be used on facebook as your facebook icon or your instagram icon or twitter icon Um, and that's basically it i give you a p and i give you a png So that they are said, so that it's transparent. So that if you are going to put something, I said, put your logo on a background that's other than white, and most businesses do. um, You are you are free to do so. And then I also give you an EPS. And the reason I give you an EPS is because an EPS is scalable. And what scalable means is that if you are going to blow that logo up to put on a put on a banner, if you're going to blow that logo up to put on a building, it'll still it can get as big as you want without losing its clarity because a jpeg can only get so big before it starts to look blurry a png can only get so big before it starts to look blurry so that's what i give you for that's i said those are the file formats that i give people if people ask some people have asked for other formats which one impresses me because that tells me that they've done some research but um if they give if they ask for another another format i give that to them as well so that is the first thing you should ask your graphic designer if they are designing a logo for you what file formats are they going to give it to you give it to you in and are are, do you get a grayscale and a color um and a essay and a a grayscale and a full color logo. Sorry. Second thing that you should fire. Second reason why you should fire a graphic designer is if they don't properly educate you on vector versus raster images. The reason why that's important, and we know. First of all, um, let me go. Let me go back. First of all. We know that you may not know what that terminology means. It's our job to tell you what that terminology is. For those who don't know or for those who don't remember, a vector, a raster graphic is basically any photo. A photograph, the anything, any JPEG is a any and any PNG, in all honesty, is a raster image. A PNG can be vector as well, but it can only look, it can only look vector, actually. Um, once it turns into a V once it once you convert a vector image to a PNG, it actually turns into a raster image. But anyway, the reason why those two as I, that those two words are important within design is because you need to know whether as and when to use a certain graphic. That goes back to the logo of why we give you a P, why I give you a PNG raster, and why I give you an EPS, which is vector. A raster image, like I said, with the logo, cannot can only be blown up so large before it starts to lose clarity. A vector image can be blown up as big as you want it, and it will never lose clarity. So, and that, and again, that is important if you want if you want to start doing things on large format. I have a graphic designer friend who I was speaking with who says that he um, has a client who. Who has a Who has a client who is going to is a courier service or a trucking service, and the first thing I thought of was this dude is going to need a vehicle wrap. And so this guy, I said, I know that this particular designer knows his stuff, and I know that he's going to if he if this client if his client decides to use a um decides to get a vehicle wrap, he knows that that has to be a vector image so it can be so that it can be blown up large enough and not look terrible. Same thing with a client of mine who is a caterer, an awesome one at that. And she eventually is going to need a fleet of a fleet of vehicles to do um, to transport her food. The larger her events get, the more the larger her vehicle is eventually going to need to get. And I already have concepts. As I already have concepts on um, how to properly design a vehicle wrap for whatever vehicle she chooses so that it doesn't look so that it doesn't um so that it doesn't look blurry and it doesn't look pixelated. So that's another so that is the second thing you should ask your graphic designer during your consultation um in terms of images or even if they don't or even if they don't tell you you need to know that a 1 inch image is not going to blow up to a poster size and not and look good. And if you don't know that it's your graphic designer's job to tell you that. The third thing the I'm going to touch upon is the importance of branding. Too many people think branding is just a logo. Too many people think branding is just your colors or your fonts or anything or things of that nature. Your brand your brand is a part of that, but your brand is really about how your customer feels about your product or your service. I give this example all of the time. There's a hotel in Atlantic City called the Borgata. Borgata has a certain smell. They have a smell as part of their branding. And it is no, as a, there is no other building that I can walk to that smells like this place. I don't know what they use. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they I don't know if they had some scientists concoct the scent that is specifically that is specific to them. That is possible because the font that Hershey's use that I was like, you can basically customize anything for your brand. The font that Hershey's uses, no other company uses that font or are allowed to use that font. They might look they might look they might look similar, but they're not exactly the same. Same thing with Porsche, same thing with Disney, same thing with Coca-Cola. Any company that only has type as their logo, that font was created or what I, I should use this, I should use the proper terminology. It's called a typeface, actually. That typeface was used specific, was created specifically for that company. So there are too many design I've noticed too many designers out here, not um who have clients coming up to them saying I need help with my branding and all the designer is doing is creating a logo for them now who knows maybe a logo was your, maybe a logo was the only thing in their budget but at the same time you need to I'll say if you only have if you only have the budget for a logo right now you need to you need to keep working with that designer to develop your brand over time if you plan on being in business for the long run I said, there has to be a relationship there, there has to be a vibe, there has to be a rapport there so that you are constantly working together to elevate your brand to the next level. So I see that a lot within my industry and it even happens with me, but with, I can tell you, I can almost guarantee you that it's not because, it's not because of my end. I do reach out to my clients, old clients who... Who I can, who I say, like, hey, I thought of this, like, you know, I thought of this to, you know, reach more, like, you know, reach more of your target or um, how visually you can better represent yourself or things of that nature. And some of them don't respond, and that's okay. But they, I said, but at least I put it out there to, uh, to try to elevate all of my clients' brands. Or basically, do what I can or do my part to elevate my clients' brands um, to the next level. And so that is number three. Basically, ask your client or ask your whatever designer you're interviewing, what do what is their plan to elevate their brand beyond visual? Now I do have, I said, I, I said, what I do is visual, but I have a plan in terms of marketing, in terms of, con, in terms of creating content. And I have people that I work with who are experts in those fields. And when we, I said, and basically if we, I said, we can team up and all, and all of us can help elevate your brand together. So once you are done, as I said, once you're done with me and once you're done with all the visual aspects, I might send you I might send you to um, a person I know who is great with marketing. I might send you to a person I know who's great with who's great at developing content and then they can take your brand to the next level from where I left off and still give and still give consultation on the visuals and marketing along the way. So. Number three, that's number three. And the last, not the last, as I said the next thing I'm going to talk to is the importance of color in your branding. Some people are dead set on their colors and they do not work. I had a potential, I had um an old client who was like that there. I, I could not get her to jump off this color screen, I mean color scheme, and it didn't like the colors the cut not only did the colors not mesh well but the colors didn't really make sense the colors made sense to her she explained every single one but people need i said designers need to i another thing i think designers need to do is educate the customer on not what they want but what they i said but what your what their audience will want. There are a lot of things I want in design. Doesn't mean I get them. There are a lot of there are a lot of logos that I do and the client chooses the worst one. There are a lot of there are a lot of um wireframes for websites and or things on websites that I believe absolutely make no sense but is what the client wants. And even and even though I do educate them to the best of my ability on why it may not work why it may not make sense for the end user because that's always how you that's always who you have to think about you have to think about the end user you know people who want people who want music on their websites who don't realize that people listen to their spotify and their pandora on them on their on their computers now so they don't want webs they don't want websites with blaring music on it anymore or people who are in a medical field or people who are in a medical are in the medical field and but they want to use like this bright red within their color scheme when most people in the medical field use greens and blues and the reason why they use greens and blues is because they're supposed to be calming and a lot of people don't feel calm when they go to the doctor so you're supposed to use calming and soothing colors the reason why um you have to educate the you have to educate the customer on why that on why that tiny tiny low resolution photo no matter what I no matter what I do to Photoshop it is not going to get any clearer there's a lot of so that's the next thing so that's basically the next thing you have to think about the end user it's really your business really isn't about you as much as you'd like to think about it unless you as much as you like to think it is it's not <laughs> so you constantly have to. I mean, you're not. Of course, you're not going to please every customer. Of course, you're not going to please the masses. You're not. You're. That's not your job to please the masses. The, your job is to come to please your target audience. Whatever, whatever your target, whoever your target is, and your job is probably to please, aim to please about eighty to eighty-five percent of your target market. Because, like I said, you're not going to please everyone. The last thing I am going to um, touch on is posting unnecessary information. Now, there are some clients who, like I said, are adamant about what they about what they want and what they want on their and what they what, how they want something to look, what they want on their um, website, information they want displayed on their brochure, and things of that nature. But it is the graphic designer's job to, to the best of their ability, educate a client on posting or, or not posting unnecessary info. All you need on your business is like a business card that's what? three 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 and a half by two inches. That's what a business card is you want to put the most inf- important information on there and it's only supposed to be about a sentence they if you are going to post any information at all a store a storefront hours that you're open days that you're open uh, maybe two or th- two or three are the, of the main things that you sell and that is it you don't want to clutter i was like because a piece of inf- a, a piece of paper that small it's just going to be cluttered with information if you put too much information on it. Um, all, of, all of your info doesn't need to go on every single piece of your marketing materials. That's why you have different pieces of marketing materials. You have a business card. You have a flyer. You have a brochure. You have a website. You have your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. And while all of that information should be fairly consistent, there are some pieces of information that you don't need on every single piece of your marketing materials and i see a lot of graphic designers just piling it all on there like what are you doing so that as i said those are the five basic points that i have noticed that i have seen throughout my 10 years in doing it doing this this is the most these are the probably the five most common things That I see um, with graphic designers, and these are for, and I'm not talking about people who decide to do their own, who decide to do their own graphics and their own marketing. Those, these are the things I see from people who have said that they've hired a professional to do their materials for them. And then I still see, and then I still see, um, you know, just little mistakes and little, and little things here and there. I am not sitting here and saying that I know everything about design because I don't. But these are the basic, I said, but these are very basic principles of design that all, quote unquote, professional designers should be following and at least passing on this information to their clients. So I want to thank you guys very much. I said, if there's anything that you think I should add on to or anything you think I should touch upon, you can always feel free to leave me a comment. If there's anything that you guys ever want to do a collaboration on, um, feel free to um, message me as well. And that is it. I was like, I hope you guys have a good night, and I will talk to you soon.
0: Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Superpower Your Brand podcast. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, and share with your friends on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join our Facebook community, Power Brands and Messy Hands. Find your personal brand superpower. Ready to really superpower your brand? Get more info at www.powerbrandcourses.com.